Welcome back to We Dig Tennessee. Uh, today, we have our executive director, Judah Hamby, with us. How are you, Judah? I am good. How are you doing? Doing great. Um, as many of you in the chapter know, we after the tornadoes hit Nashville, we underwent a, uh, I guess, a tornado relief campaign to raise some money to help out the folks in our chapter that were uh, hurt by the tornado. And to without taking any credit at all, because it was all Judah's idea, was I was kind of blown away how quickly she reacted to it. It was almost instantly after the tornadoes were over, she was calling up the executive committee and, and calling for like a board vote to put this program together. So Judah, we can't thank you enough for all that hard work. Oh, well, I can't thank you guys enough. I mean, you guys put in the work too. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically the tornado hit probably about a mile from our house and it was a very, very scary and dramatic night for our family personally. And, um, we had a lot of friends that were affected, um, but fortunately, we weren't affected. I mean, our McDonald's and Wendy's was gone, but we were going to be okay. Um, and, you know, once daylight came and we kind of took a look at everything, my immediate thought was, okay, what can we do as an association um, to help those people that were affected? Because I know that if my own personal friends were affected, there are, you know, families that were affected in our association and I want to help those people in any way that we can. Um, so yeah, shortly after that, sent you a message and said, you know, I would love to help. Um, you know, what can, what do you think, you know, what can we do? I'd like to go ahead and do boots on the ground, like get in there and, um, help in any way possible. Um, and basically what we found was, um, <laughs> there was so much help. They were inundated with so much help that we um, couldn't do boots on the ground necessarily. Um, my whole thought was, let's get out there with some water, some snacks, and, you know, let's get construction equipment in and let's, you know, help get debris out. Um, and we wanted to do that, but they were basically saying, look, we have so much help, you know, the best thing that you can do is uh, donate money. So um, with that thought, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, what we wanted to do. And it was important that the money got in the hands of those that were directly affected that we knew of versus just some organization that we don't really know where the money's going to. Um, I mean, obviously, we know it would be going to... Um, you know, a good cause, but to know that you've given it to someone who, you know, just lost their entire house. I mean, that's huge. And, and you get to look them in the face and say, here you go. Here's $6,000 to help you get back on your feet. You know, um, it makes a difference. And so really the primary goal was we wanted to reach out and find out who was affected within our association. Um, so we reached out to every single company within our association, 40 uh, plus members, and we said, hey, was anybody, um, you know, affected in your company? Did anybody lose anything? Um, and sure enough, we found uh, four families that were directly affected who lost everything. And um, if not everything, almost everything. And some who um, lost a family member. And so we knew that we wanted to help those people directly. So we, uh, Matt, you sent a lovely letter out to our members and said, hey, we would love to challenge you um, to donate. 
of money towards this uh, cause. And we would love to help these families out. And uh, sure enough, everybody stepped up and we raised a, a, a just wonderful amount that we were able to just help these people out with. And um, and in saying all this, Georgia um, Utility Contractors Association also challenged their members to do the same thing, kind of matching uh, what we're doing. And uh, they were able to raise money. Nuclear of Colorado also stepped up to help raise money as well. And um, I mean, it was just awesome to see everybody come together and from different states and different parts of the country and, um, you know, really helping this devastating situation. And, and I want people to know, I mean, especially those of you here in Middle Tennessee, you know, first and foremost, there wasn't much warning um, with this tornado and some people didn't get warnings at all. So um, I'm just so thankful that as an association, we can help those people. That's what it's about, giving back to our community, uh, giving back to these people. I mean, that we're, it's a family. Um, and ultimately, you know, that's, that's what this is about, is just helping each other. Um, and especially in times like these, if we can't do that, who, who you know, then what are you? <laughs> you know, so I'm thankful that we got to do that. Yeah, that, that's awesome. You, you couldn't have said it better. Um, and so with that, I guess today what we're going to do is we're going to talk with some of the folks that we were able to help and get back on their feet um, and, and that Judah's been communicating with. So we'll uh, we'll jump right in. Yeah, sounds great. All right. Now we've got uh, Miss Melinda Watts from Care Supply joining us. Melinda, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, Melinda has, was one of the folks from the chapter that was, uh, affected by the tornadoes and Melinda, we really just wanted to check in with you and kind of hear your story of what happened. Okay. So, um, on the morning of March the 3rd, my husband and I were woke up, uh, by our phones, uh, an alert, uh, both of our phones went off immediately and, um, of course, we knew that there was going to be some bad weather coming our way before we went to bed. So we both got up immediately and I turned on um, the television to see what was going on. Um, and when I had done that, um, I had um, turned on Channel 5 News and they said that that uh, Channel 5 was getting hit by a tornado, you know, for everyone to take cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we live in Donaldson and um, the uh, I told my husband, I said, that's coming our way. And he had stepped out on the front porch at the time and uh, he had hollered, Melinda, get downstairs, get downstairs immediately. Here it comes. So we both run downstairs um, to our garage. We have a basement that's fully open. And in that basement, we have um, um, a storage uh, that goes up under our porch. Um, we had no sooner stepped underneath that storage area under the porch when the tornado hit our house. Uh, It had come down our cul-de-sac and um, of course it took out uh, several homes uh, on our cul-de-sac and went through the whole neighborhood, of course. And um, I I honestly believe our house took a a direct hit um, because we heard everything just crashing and going everywhere. And um, it, it seemed like it was a long time, but I'm sure it was just a matter of a minute. Um, my husband looked around and he said, oh my God, Melinda, our roof is gone. He said, 
our this we could see the sky and it was just debris flying everywhere it was just unbelievable um that we survived um and our neighborhood there was no no fatalities at all it was just the most devastating devastating thing that we'd ever gone through in our life um but um you know god is good and he is going to walk us through this and uh he saved us he spared our lives and and i know that we're going to be okay uh we're going to start our building process very soon um it was just very traumatic for our whole our whole neighborhood and everyone else that was impacted by this tornado. Wow, Melinda, that's I, I can't even imagine. Um, you know what? Thankfully, you had a basement. I, I'm so yes. thankful um, because I know a lot of folks here in Middle Tennessee, us being one of those, we, no basements. And that's what makes um, this situation even scarier. Um, there's no really true safe place to go. So I'm so thankful that you and your husband were okay and that you guys had a safe place to go to when you got there in time. And oh my goodness, thank goodness you got the alerts. I know a lot of folks yeah. didn't even get the alert, um, yeah. which is scary. Uh, so it sounds like all the right things kind of took place just at the right time. And um, I, I'm, you know, I can't even imagine. Um, what you guys went through. Um, but you know, we really truly appreciate you sharing your story. I'm, I know that it's, I'm sure tough to talk about and look back on. Um, so where are you guys, are you going to have to build a brand new home or kind of what's your building process look like? Yes. There was a total loss, um, of our possessions and the home. Um, so we are starting the, um, rebuild process. Uh, we're going to send architect tomorrow. Uh, we've chosen to build a contractor. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a process. There's probably on our cul-de-sac um, five homes that have a total loss. Um, so, yeah, we we are, I'm trying to get excited about rebuilding, but it's kind of hard right now at this point. But um, but I think it, it'll, it'll be a process. But, um um, yeah, we're, we're going to rebuild. Uh, you know, I was reluctant to rebuild on the property, um, but it's my home. You know, it's it's our neighborhood. So um, we'll get there. Well, that that is awesome, Melinda. I'm glad you guys are getting started rebuilding and everybody's healthy. Uh, yes. so, but other, other than rebuilding and, and everything, how, how are you guys doing now? Are you guys getting it back together? We, we are, you know, it was a, it was a couple of weeks before we felt like we could even think straight and to even process what had happened to us. Um, so, you know, talking about it sometimes is hard, but I know that we need to talk about it and, uh, work through it, um, and live through it, um. So yeah, we are, we're, we're getting much better, you know, with this, with this other things going on, it's made the process a little harder, not, not being able to be with family as much and be with our friends as much, but, you know, we are getting there and um, um, I, I think, I think we'll be just fine. We have a, a great support system, wonderful, wonderful workplace, work environment. It's, it's a true blessing. So, you know, that's helped us along the way tremendously. 
Yes, ma'am. I know, I know Mike and I know the, the guys over there at Care Supply are, are great people. So you're absolutely right. You are in a, in a great, great place to get some support. And um, I know our Nuka Mill, Tennessee family was happy to reach out and help in any way that we could. And if there's anything else you need moving forward, don't hesitate to reach out and let us know and we'll see what we can do to help you some more. Well, my husband and I greatly appreciate it. Um, it it's awesome to have such great people in, your, in our life. Mm-hmm. all right ma'am well thank you very much for joining us today and sharing with us and uh like i said if you need anything just let us know we sure will thank you so much thank you melinda all right and now we have another guest joining us and judah i know you you've been the one uh, in contact with everybody so do you want to introduce our uh, our next guest sure yeah um we have mr tommy curtis uh here joining us and um you know we're going to talk to him a little bit about uh, kind of what he's been going through. He's had um, just tremendous amount of loss, and um, our hearts are deeply go out to him. Uh, Tommy, would you mind sharing your story with us and just kind of letting everybody know um, what happened, where you're at now, um, whatever you feel comfortable sharing? On the night of the tornado, I was in Huntsville, Alabama. My phone started blowing up about 3 o'clock in the morning. And it was my brother, uh, the brother right in under me, not my, not my baby bro. And he said, um, he said, there's been a tornado right in, in my dad's area. And so uh, I told him, I said, well, go up there and see if you can find out what's going on. So he took off and went up there and he had to walk in there, him and his grandson, about, about two miles to get in there. And my dad, my dad was sitting in the living room in the chair with my nephew justin my, my youngest brother's oldest boy and uh his house had got hit and he i don't think he realized really what happened he's 89 years old and um he he got on the telephone and i talked to him and everything he gave the phone back to my brother my brother and uh, i asked him i said well what about my younger brother terry and he said, Tom Lynn, he said, there ain't nothing there. It's all gone. And he said, the, the back of daddy's house is tore out. Half of the roof's gone and everything. And I said, well, I'm coming. I'm coming home. So I jumped in the truck and went home. Well, I was coming from Huntsville, coming up 65, and I was going to swing over through 840 and come up 40. But that tornado had come through mm-hmm. uh, Lebanon. And they had the interstate closed down. So I elected to go down through Shelbyville. So they, some people called me. I, I really I, I really don't know who it was. And told me that uh, my, my brother was deceased. And my nephew was too. And uh, I got real all tore up. And, 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 started, and started crying and everything. And I lost my burns and lost... Uh, I didn't know where I was at, and I called my wife at home, and she told me, she said, just stop the truck and go ahead and cry it out, and then you got a GPS, put GPS, and come on home. So I, I, I come on in, and I went right straight up my dad's, and, that, and uh, of course, the police was there. They wouldn't let nobody in or let nobody out, and I walked in there to where he was at there, and... Uh, Got in there where he was at, and he was uh, 
he was sitting there in the chair, still sitting in the same chair right there. And I talked to him and everything. And I went out back, and, and it was like my brother's house. And there's probably 14 or 15 more houses right beside his was all gone. And um, and uh, I went back out my dad's house, and he wanted to, he wanted to go out on the porch. So uh, rode him out on the porch. He's crippled, rode him out on the porch. And uh, I left my nephew there with him, and I told him I was going to go around the house and go out there because there was all kind of people out back are looking for bodies. They, 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 they went through that stuff three times. They brought little mini axes and went through everything three times, you know, looking for bodies back there. And uh, I went back there with them and was standing back there watching them. And my, my younger, uh, my nephew come around the house and screaming at me saying, Tommy Lynn, Tommy Lynn, your daddy's down. So I, uh, took off running back out there and he was laying on the porch and there was a woman on top of him beating him in the chest and everything and he'd had a he'd had a heart attack out on sitting out on the front porch and so the ambulance got him and i jumped in there and, and my vehicle then followed him to the hospital well when i got to the hospital um the law was in there. They come in there to talk to me, and they was wanting me to come and identify some bodies. And um, Terry, my younger brother, and Dawson, his youngest son, and the babysitter, Amanda Cole, was the ones that I went up there to identify their bodies because my sister-in-law, uh, Jennifer, Terry's wife, they had to lift her to Erlinger, and the middle son, Easton, they lifted him at the same time. And uh, all, all her family and all that family was gone, and it didn't leave nobody but me and the brother right in under me. So I went and got him, and we had to go out, and I went out there to identify the bodies. And um, my brother... Uh, Identified him by his shirt, by his shirt, and uh, his ring on his finger. He was um, he was pretty well tore up. And the baby Dawson, six years old, um, he he was they he was laying on his side, and it, it was just like he was he was just asleep. He was just like he just closed his eyes and went to sleep. And uh, Amanda. The only thing they showed on a Amanda was was her face and everything, and that, 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 that pretty well tore me up. But when I left there and went back to the hospital where my dad was at, and uh, and was taking care of him and everything, and uh, and it finally in, in the daylight, you you just couldn't you couldn't realize just how much damage had been done. Uh, right there where my brother lived in behind my dad, there was there was three lives lost there. 75 yards on the left side of his house, there was a real there was another couple the same age as me and my wife that we went to school with. They both lost their lives across the street from them, probably 50 yards. A four-year-old girl lost her life. 
on the right side of Terry's house, there was a, a young couple and their baby lost their life. There was a, that many lives lost right there within maybe a, a hundred and fifty yards. It was a, it was devastating. That that is an unbelievable amount of destruction in one small area. That's a that that is amazing. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, well, Tommy, let me. I almost feel silly asking you this, but how how are you getting along now? Are you starting to find normal again? Well, you know, it, I'm okay till I go back up there, and then everything starts running till I go back to my dad's house and I walk out back, everything just starts all back over again. You know, um, it's a, it's a long way from being ever being, it will never be the same. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's just a, that's an empty place there, you know. Uh, Tommy, how's your dad and, yes. and your sister-in-law doing right now? My sister-in-law, I'm not heard nothing, and she's still in her linger. She's went through 15 surgeries, I think, and um, they've not reported her on her in two weeks. They won't let nobody in over. You can't get in now because of this the, uh, this virus that's going around, and therefore they won't let nobody in, nobody out at the right time but but the last two weeks they've not been no update on her at all not heard nothing called Mm -hmm. and they won't tell you nothing you know yeah uh she the last account of her um a little bit over a week ago her best friend she uh she talked to her on the telephone and she wanted terry my brother the, the the one that's deceased wanted him to bring her iPad to her where she could have her iPad. So it's evidently she's doing a little bit better. Uh, they said uh, she's asked for Terry two times and she's not spoke a word about Dawson. And she still don't know the doctor. Uh, they asked the doctor to tell her and he said he would tell her as soon as she got where she, they could tell her. And, but she's not to that point yet. Um, obviously we words couldn't express um how deeply sorry we are to hear of this and your tragic loss um it's it's something um definitely puts life in perspective um and that things can change in, in such a sudden moment and uh we truly truly appreciate you sharing this story i'm i know it's a lot and difficult and I can't even imagine. Um, you know, is, is your dad back home now? Yes, we uh, we got his house repaired and he's living back at home um, and he's he can't cure for himself. Of course, I got another lady that's staying there, you know, helping him about and everything. But uh, his, uh, he's uh, he's since then, it's really had an impact on him because he's had a, a lot of memory loss yeah. since it's happened. And, uh, you know, he's he's not well by by any means. And, and you know, if there's anything that I've learned over this right here, you know, um, we, uh, we, we should not worry about anything that we have no control over, you know. 
if 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 God's if he if he sends a tornado after me, if he sends cancer after me, it's going to take me. You know, so I'm I'm not going to worry over anything that I you know that I do not have no control over, and that's one of them. You know, it uh, that's the way I look at it every day. You know, you know. You see, you see all kinds of diseases. You see everything, but that, that's the way that I have to look at it anymore. All right. Well, Tommy, we we really appreciate you sharing with us and and coming on and talking to us. I want you to know that your Nuka of Middle Tennessee family has been thanking and praying for you. And if there's anything else we can do, don't hesitate to help reach out to us, and we'll see what we can do to help you some more, man. We we're we're, we're really praying for you. Yeah. Well, I thank y'all very much. Y'all really been helpful. Thank you very much. All right, Judah. Well, we have a another guest with us. Do you want to go ahead and uh, introduce him? Yep, we have Mr. Chris Jordan with us today, and he's going to talk to us a little bit and share his story, kind of what happened to him uh, the night of the tornadoes and how he was affected. Um, so, Chris, do you want to kind of share with us, um, you know, kind of what happened? Sure. Yeah, Judah. I'm Matt. Uh, thank you. Uh, so, my wife Michelle and I lived in Vista, Germantown. Um, which is one of the apartment complexes that was hit by the storm, obviously here in Germantown, Nashville, the downtown area. Um, right before the storm hit, it was probably around 12.40 a.m. Um, early that morning, you know, late Monday night, uh, I was woken by my phone. Um, the, the weather service uh, alert went off on my phone. It didn't go off my wife's phone, woke me up. Uh, I was just... You know, laying in bed, phones on a nightstand, started taking a look at it um, and saw the tornado warning um, coming in. Uh, yeah, I was just kind of, you know, laying there reading it um, and thinking, you know, probably the same thing you know, most people would think when reading that, or at least myself of, you know, yeah, okay, this isn't going to hit us. Um, yeah. it, it was storming outside. I could hear that. We're on a second floor and um, our bedroom has, you know, I was on a window side. Um and then I could hear the siren going off. I was like, okay, you know, it, that's pretty close. Obviously, it's a, it's a warning sign. And it started to get really windy, um, you know, concerningly loud. And so I got up out of my bed and went into our family room where I'm not sure if you saw any of the, the photos of Vista Germantown or not in the news. The aerial photos, they show like the pool and the parking garage there and the roof damage and all the, the debris in the pool. Our unit was an interior unit in that corner, right where all the debris is. So I, I went to our sliding glass doors that overlook our patio and the pool and the parking garage. And when I got to the glass doors, I could see all of a sudden the wind really picked up really loud. And all of a sudden I saw the, the pole lights on the top of the parking garage on the fourth floor. One of the pole lights fly down um, in a large section, probably like, 10 foot by 15 foot of the roof on the fourth floor fly up, uh, come off. And so at that point it was really just a uh, reaction. Um, it's, kind of, it's, it's a little bit gray still, but just went running back into the bedroom. Um, my wife's phone hadn't gone off her alarm. At that point she had sat up. I was like, you know, wh what is that? Um, she, you know, she was blindsided. Obviously I hadn't read anything on her phone. I just yelled it was a tornado and then we had to go. Um, and if I go, I meant get out of the apartment. I'm not something in my head clicked. Um, we live in a large or lived in a large apartment complex that has the uh, concrete poured stairwells. Mm -hmm. um, and so we just quickly, we have two golden retrievers. 
grabbed both dogs and just ran to the door. And within a matter of, I would say, 10 seconds, we were out the door um, quick and we didn't have shoes on or anything like that um, and ran out into the hallway and started running down the hallway toward that stairwell. Um, and already um, it was filled, it seemed like smoke and um, glass was all breaking and, you know, the building obviously shaking a lot and got into the stairwell and ran down to the bottom basement level of it. And there was already like probably 20 plus people already in the stairwell at the bottom neighbors um, within our building. And uh, it was, it was pretty hectic at that point. Um, You know, a lot of people, obviously it was, it was the middle of the night. So we're in, you know, their pajamas and scared and some people were, you know, screaming things of that nature. Um, And we waited probably about, 10 minutes down there it seemed like 10 minutes um you know we knew obviously it had stopped at that point um and i was concerned that the you know i wasn't sure of the state of the building at that point you know we're trapped or not trapped but we're just staying in the stairwell i was nervous that the building might collapse i didn't know the damage just knew how bad it was shaking um so i said to my wife said let's take the dogs go back up to the second floor really quick if we can and if we can get to our apartment grab shoes, grab our wallets and our phones. Cause we, you know, we didn't have anything. I was, we've agreed to let's put something in our head, think about it, plan it before we, you know, leave the safety of the stairwell, what we're going to go in and get. So we're not in there trying to, um, you know, figure out what we need. And so we went back up the stairs and got out into the main hallway of the apartment. And by that point it was, um, a lot of damage had been done in the hallway already. We'd see it was water pouring out of the ceilings and it was all walking through water to get back there and a ton of glass and ceiling damage hanging down and the power was already out. So there was emergency lights on in the hallway. Once we got in our apartment, the power was completely out. So we couldn't see, I'd like to say probably no more than 30 seconds in our apartment. Um, really quickly, just like I said, grab shoes, phone, wallet, and like a jacket um, and went to go. There was, near the pool you can walk to the end of our corridor and go out to an exterior stairwell it's like an exterior concrete landing with um, steel guardrails and concrete steps to go down to the first floor where you can walk out onto madison street um, which is in between fifth and sixth avenue and so we planned to go that way because obviously the elevators were down didn't want to go back into the concrete stairs um, but once we started walking toward that stairwell there was just even more damage uh, neighbors are starting to open up their doors. You know, some people hadn't made it to the stairways. You could tell they were pretty confused to what was going on. And we actually had to push the door open to get out to that stair landing because um, the guardrails of the stairs were mangled and there was large pieces of metal. And once we got out to that stair landing, we could start to see the magnitude of the damage. There was uh, rooftop units, HVAC units from the roof had blown down to the pool. It was all very mangled. Um, the pool was just filled with debris. And we carefully got down the stairs and got out into the street and it was just uh you know really bad out there obviously all the pole lights were down and the nes utility poles and um our plan was as to where we we're going other than getting on the buildings where our friends live about half a block away on fifth avenue so we we're scared like did their house get hit are they okay and so the plan was to walk over to their house down fifth and so we did and we got there and luckily they were fine their house only had one broken window um and so we'd gotten safe and um stayed at their house that night oh. so that was really it sorry that was about uh no that six was... seven minutes there uh kind of condensing <laughs> our story um but that was really the the beginning there that first night wow wow so when 
I know you said you couldn't see very well, but when you guys walked back into your apartment, could you see the damage inside or is it just too pitch black? It was too pitch black. We really weren't sure. Um, and, and the, what really ended up happening to our apartment, um, was really just water damage. Like all of the, we had a large patio, all the patio furniture was obviously, um, damaged, but our apartment itself was just all the, like the, a certain amount of apartments on the fourth floor, their roofs were completely ripped open and the walls. And it was just like, you know, what you would think of when you picture a tornado, just that exposed raw apartment, our apartment, because it was on the interior and on the second floor, it just, it was the aftermath. It was all the water damage that came in that really, um, you know, where we lost most of our furniture and a lot of other belongings. So, uh, but to answer your question, Matt, no, that first night we couldn't tell and be honest, we were, we're really pretty scared and really just in kind of panic mode. It was really just tunnel vision. We were using like our, our iPhone flashlights to just uh, find our belongings and, and get out of there. Oh, I can't, I can't imagine the, um, so I, I'm a, based on your description there that the building took quite a bit of damage. So I imagine you guys no longer live in that apartment, it, I would say. It, it did. Yeah. So they condemned the building. Um, they are restoring it. They didn't have to rip it down, but they have, uh, from what we can tell, pretty much ripped it down to studs. Um, obviously, there's a lot of structural damage in certain parts of the building, um, but they're pretty much completely rebuilding it from the inside. So they said it's one section of a the building, they might be able to rent out a small section this summer, but the rest of it will be a year. Um, wow. And so we uh, we consider ourselves pretty lucky. We actually um, were pretty proactive where the next day we just got online and um, were able to find a furnished house rented um, right around the corner. Um, which we just took for a short-term lease, um, grabbed it pretty quick just to make sure that we were able to get into a place. And I really made, um, it was hard to get back into the building. So over the next two weeks, we were really only allowed to go back into the building, um, shop around for 10-minute periods to get emergency items until we are allowed to move out because there was no power. Um, so the building was dark and obviously it wasn't a very safe place to be going inside of. So yeah, um, it was, I don't, wow. we weren't able to get our cars until, um, that Friday night after the storm. So, oh man, did your cars have a lot of damage or, or were they? They didn't, you know, it's, um, you know, lucky. So we used to live on a fourth floor and parked our cars on the fourth floor of the parking garage. But last year we moved down to the second floor. Um, and so our cars were on a second floor level as well. So they're just dirty, but no damage. We're lucky. A few cars were actually flipped upside down on a fourth floor of the parking garage. And so, wow. um, we fared out pretty lucky there. Okay. Yeah. Well, man, we're, we're glad you guys are okay. Cause that, that, it sounds like, um, just a terrifying experience. Um, so I, have y'all been able to sort of find normal again now? Yeah, we have, we have, um, huge outcry support, you know, from, um, friends, family, employers, Stansel, people like you at Nuka, um, have really made it that much, um, you know, more bearable just to pick up and, you know, move on and figure out the next steps. But we absolutely have, like I said, we're in this house for now and looking for the next option um, as far as what living, range, living arrangements are going to be now. Um, and really just, I think we're just adapting like everybody else, you know, everything else going on in the world right now. It's kind of just um, working up what you've got and staying positive and working toward that new normal. Absolutely. No, right, man. Well, we really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your story with us. Uh, and if there's anything else your Nuka of Middle Tennessee family can do for you, don't hesitate, don't hesitate to reach out and, and let us know. And we'll be, we'll see what we can do about helping you guys even more. We'll do yeah. it. Thank you guys so much for everything you've done. Thank you, Chris, for sharing your story. All right, Judah, we have another guest with us. Would you like to go ahead and introduce him? Uh, sure. Would. All right. We have Mr. Gary Knight with us today. 
and uh, he's going to talk to us a little bit about, um, you know, what happened to him the night that the tornado swept through Middle Tennessee. Um, you know, he was um, one of the um, ones that lost their home. And so, uh, Gary, would you mind kind of sharing with us what, what you feel up to sharing uh, your story a little bit with us? Uh, not a problem. Uh, let's see. I was in Arkansas uh, with work on Team Trek. It's a team building exercise. And my wife had called me at 1.15 and, uh, in the morning and said a tornado just come through and the house was gone. Well, I asked her if, you know, made sure everybody was okay. And she said, yes, everything was fine. And at that point, you know, I was just speechless. I didn't know what to say. Um, and then, you know, of course, I left Arkansas and started heading home. Got numerous phone calls from everybody, you know, checking and making sure everybody was all right. And got there and, <coughs> excuse me, got there and, you know, picked my wife and daughter up. They were, let's see, it went back to with that Tuesday. March 3rd being something to do with an election, um, they were out of school. So my youngest daughter spent the night at a friend's house in the back of our neighborhood. And my wife and my 16-year-old daughter, which is my middle daughter, they were at home. Uh, the house my youngest daughter was in was fine, and ours was not. Ours was totally destroyed. And um, talking to my wife and finding out exactly, you know, how it went and what happened. And she says it is true. She said it does sound like a tornado or not a tornado, but a train coming through. Wow. She said that, you know, when she heard that, you know, she was keeping it on news, too. So that way she can see how it was, where it was if and when they needed to take, you know, precaution and stuff like that. So they finally got in their our walk-in bedroom closet. And um, at that time, she said, you know, it seemed like it was a little while. Then the tornado come through, and she said she felt the house move. And she said she could feel the suction where it picked the house up, moved it, off the foundation and dropped it back down right behind where it was. And that's where everything fell down and fell on top of them and everything else. And she said, even though that she, they were lifted up and then dropped back down. She said the carpet that she was sitting on, um, she said it never did move. She never did come off of the carpet. So it's, it's, you know, and then she called and checked on everybody after it was over. She called and checked on everybody. You know, my youngest daughter was at a friend's house, like I said. And then my oldest daughter lives in, you know, Lebanon, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. She called to make sure she was okay. And then that's when she called me at 115 and told me about it. 
Wow. And then when I got there, I mean, I just, I was preparing myself the whole way there. By the time I got there, there's just no words. And, uh, I mean, it's just a very, very humbling and emotional roller coaster, I guess you could say. And, um, I mean, heck, even now, it's this was March 3rd and me doing this, I'm still kind of getting emotional. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I can't even imagine. I'm so sorry to hear that. And now I'm thankful to hear that, you know, your daughter and your wife were safe and you, and I know from a previous conversation, you mentioned they didn't even have hardly a scratch on their bodies. Is that right? Uh, No, ma'am. They, my wife, didn't have anything on her. My 16 year old, she had a couple little scratches on her leg, you know, the little red scratches never even broke the skin or nothing. And, you know, I've, I've sent you pictures of the house yeah. and then the red circle, you know, where they pulled them out of. And it's, I mean, it's honestly by the grace of God that they even made it out. Wow. And um, I joke around with my wife and, you know, I've always complained about, when she went and picked out furniture, she didn't pick out by the price. She didn't pick out by the looks. I think she picked it out by the weight. She always <laughs> picked the heaviest stuff. But to be honest with you, I think that's part of what saved her because the bed and dresser and all that, the well walls fell on top of it. And it kept the wall off of them enough to where they were, you know, they wasn't harmed. Wow. So it's just, like I said, it's, a miracle and by the grace of God that they even made it out alive and let alone, you know, without a scratch hardly on them at all. That is a, uh, that is unbelievable. So they, they, they felt the house get picked up and then drop back down. That is crazy. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of funny cause well, I mean, not really funny, but I mean, it's, it's interesting on how both of them was right next to each other went through the exact same thing and they both kind of have different versions. memories of what, yeah, versions of what actually happened. And uh, like I said, my wife said that, you know, even though she felt them, it lifted the house up and dropped it back down behind the footer where it was originally and it all fell down. She said she never left the carpet that she was sitting on. Wow. I mean, I'm so thankful they're okay. I mean, what a miracle, like you said. And um, now your home, right, was a, and I'm hoping um, we can kind of share your pictures with everybody. Um, but where are you guys at in the um, rebuilding phase? Because your home was completely destroyed, correct? And so uh, where are y'all at now? How, how is it going, kind of getting back to normal? Um, how are things now? Um, yes, everything. I mean, like I said, it was complete. It was completely destroyed and we are starting over and, uh, you know, where we're at now is we've got a rental house on the Rutherford County and Wilson County line on the Rutherford County side. And, uh, we're went renting from a, a woman there and, you know, she's nice as can be and, and, uh, 
you know, thanks to y'all and everybody else who's, you know, generous and donations and all that, we were able to get the rental house and we were able to, to get a lot of our stuff back. And, you know, the thing that we was another thing that we was very fortunate about a lot of the stuff, like non-replaceable stuff, we were able to somehow salvage, you know, pictures and videos and all the, our three daughters, first ornaments, Christmas ornaments and, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, that the sentimental thing. Yeah, it's absolutely. So, I mean, but that where we're at now is, you know, we got the rental house and going through and painting walls and all that good stuff now. But, you know, as she told us, she didn't, you know, as long as it was an upgrade, she didn't care what we'd done to the house. And that's great. So now we're, I'm going through and kind of doing the little things here and there to kind of make it feel like home again. And yeah. Oh, wow. Now will y'all rebuild in the same neighborhood or y'all just going to kind of stick at the rent, stick at this house for now and just kind of, um, we, we had to sign a year's lease where we're at now. So after that, where we're at now with uh, my oldest daughter living in Lebanon and my youngest daughter playing softball in out of Murfreesboro, you know, travel softball and now, you know, hopefully Seagull High School. Uh, I think we're going to try to probably stay out where we're at now. Gotcha. And uh, you know, at least until, you know, our youngest daughter gets out of high school. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's kind of out in the country, which is what me and my wife was wanting anyways. We've been looking at this area for a while. We were just kind of sticking it out until, you know, until our kids got out of school. But this just kind of sped the process up, I guess you could say. Wow. Yeah, that's a, a little bit of um, good at the, at the uh, after a very um, hard situation. So, um, you know, we appreciate so much for coming on and sharing your story with us it, it it's um, a very powerful story and again I'm so thankful to hear that your daughter and wife are okay and that you all are kind of getting back to normal um, now how's your wife and daughter doing are, are they kind of getting back to normal a little bit you know with some time <laughs> uh, yes ma'am I mean it- got a whole new lease on life on storms when they come through now. But my wife was, you know, actually me and my wife both was always one where, you know, we'd never really paid attention to the warnings and, you know, I've stood out on front porches and when it was storming outside and, and now it's, it's very true what they say, you know, get in a safe place, make sure you have a little to go bag because, you just, you just never know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. All right. Well, Gary, ma'am, uh, we really, really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. We're so happy that everybody is okay. Um, man, if you think, if you need anything else from your Nuka of Mill Tennessee family, feel free to let us know and we'll see what we can do for you, ma'am. We're, we're just happy. Everybody's okay. Yep. We appreciate you, Gary. Thank you for coming on and uh, speaking to us today and, you know, let us know if you need anything. And, um, you know, we're here for you guys. So definitely keep us posted. And All right, guys, I want to give Gary a special thank you. 
Um, due to COVID-19, we're having to record everything mobily. I can't sit down with people and have the conversation, so I lost connection to him. But uh, there at the end, but he, he gave the chapter a special thank you for everything that we did for him. Uh, so I hope everybody uh, got a glimpse into what our chapter members went through that night of the storms a couple months ago and can appreciate that everything you guys donated went to a fantastic cause. Uh, so just just keep that in mind. You know, it, it's a wonderful thing being from the community that we're from. It's, you know, growing up here, it's never failed that whenever a disaster happens, Tennesseans step up and take care of each other, and it's a wonderful thing to see. But um, with that, we'll, we'll wrap this one up. A special thank you to all four of our wonderful guests uh, for for coming on and sharing their stories that have got to be hard to relive. So thank you guys. Um, Everybody else, stay safe out there. Keep digging Tennessee.